Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Candace and Kayla and we are Directionally Challenged. Yeah, we thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we're in our 30s. Don't we? No, we don't. Oh, man. No, we, we were so close we to, were. you know, the end of 2019 of figuring everything out, but uh, we didn't. We didn't. And that's okay. It is okay. And today it is officially December. Yeah. Welcome to the peak of holiday season. Oh my God. We love the holidays. How are you feeling, Kayla? Excited. As you're chewing on a cough drop right I know, now. I'm feeling a little <laughs> under the weather. I wasn't going <laughs> to tell them, but thank you, Candace. I'm feeling a little under the weather. That's a whole part of the holidays. I feel like you're going, going, going so much that sometimes you get a little run down, but it's okay because I got the Christmas spirit. Yeah. That's part of the Christmas spirit yeah. is like hugging people, <laughs> saying happy holidays, coughing all over them, of course. antibacterial hand lotions. <laughs> but I'm really 
excited because today we are talking to a dear friend of ours, Marriott Patterson, and she is, um, you know, one of Hallmark's lovely Christmas ladies. And she has a Hallmark movie that is already out and airing a ton. It is so cute. We watched it. I'm such in the Christmas spirit, especially after watching that. I know. We've been like in the Christmas spirit lately. We also were a part of uh, the Bubbly Sesh podcast. Yes. If you guys want to look f- up for us on one of their episodes, we broke down an entire Hallmark movie called Right Before Christmas, WR. I-T-E before Christmas. With Tori DeVito and Chad Michael Murray, which Chad Michael Murray dressed as Santa, which was really fun too. I mean, I'm just very happy right now. But I love it. We've been in the holiday spirit mm-hmm. um, watching all these movies. I've been starting to Christmas shop a little bit because um, we're I'm like ready for the Christmas tree to be up already. We've only got like a few weeks of, of the holidays. It's this a year. shorter, shorter November, which means a shorter holiday season. So we are ready for it. I know. Have you been shopping yet? No, I haven't, but we have a gift guide this episode and I am so excited because I know I'll be inspired after that. And we also have Hannah Scavarla from The Little Market on today sharing all of their gift guides as well. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be a great episode. You guys are going to be totally prepped and ready for the weeks to come after listening to this episode. So without further ado, let's spread some holiday cheer and uh, sit down with Merit. And we are here with Merritt Patterson. Hi. Hello. And you brought your cute little dog. I did. Named Bear. Hopefully she behaves. <laughs> She'll and be you great. brought your camera. I did. Yeah, you saw Which that. Was it's behind very you, fitting mm-hmm. for your movie, A Picture Perfect or Picture A Perfect Christmas, where <laughs> you know, play I a photographer. I did not even put two and two together. But <laughs> I yes. mean, I did. After watching it last night, like I'm already like, whoa. <laughs> did you like, did you study photography once you got this project? Or were you really like, meta. I she know. just goes all in. Yes. Yes. Um, no, you know what's funny? I actually picked it up after the shoot. Really? Yeah. So maybe I was inspired. I've always, it's a film camera. I've always wanted to shoot film, learn how to do it. And uh, yeah, shortly after filming the movie, I ended up buying the film camera. And That's I will awesome. say, mm-hmm. you're really good. Thank you. Because she, I'm still learning. I'm, it's still like, it's very difficult aperture and there's all these like, it's math. You have to like weigh the numbers. You're an actor that does math? <laughs> what? <laughs> Attempted. Attempts. No, but you are really good because Merritt and I are friends outside of this and you had brought your camera to the park with Poppy and I, and you're like, I'm going to shoot a f- few photos. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> you sent me the photos and they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. Thank and you. then I was like, can I post these on Instagram? Which you haven't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but I do need I to like, well, they post. weren't that good. No, they <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so we loved your movie. Thank it you. It was such a feel good, awesome movie. I feel like this movie has everything in it. It's a quaint, snowy, small town, mm-hmm. um, a cute little boy who we recognized from a lot of other projects. We want to talk about that. And then a cute dog, a cute guy, you, like what else? A grandma. A grandma. Feel good grandma. (laughs) Why do you think everyone's so obsessed with these awesome holiday Hallmark movies? I think exactly what you just said. I think they do a really good job of incorporating kind of all of these feel good moments that are so applicable, especially during the holidays. And also the scenes, like it's always snowy and they're always, you know, decorating a Christmas tree and baking cookies and these like events that you do around the holidays. They're just really relatable and they're fun to watch. That's so cute. I feel like the little boy 
almost was diabetic because he was eating something <laughs> in every scene. Yeah. 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 He really did. He really did. And he would be eating in between takes too. And I was like, you're going you're gonna to get sick. You're going to get a stomach ache. He, he was always like had hot chocolate or cookies, but don't we yeah. all during the holidays anyways? Or those were her, his acting choices. And we got to respect that guy's yeah. committed. He was committed. And I, maybe I'll adopt some of those acting choices <laughs> as well. Um, I had uh, my three and a half year old was running around and she saw me watching it on my laptop and immediately like took off her headphones because she would, had been playing on her iPad and she was like, I want to watch this with you. And I thought it was so interesting that like immediately she just saw like snow and like <laughs> presents and then and was like, I need to be a part of this. Like, <laughs> I want to watch this film. I know nothing about it and there's no cartoon people, but I'm in. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really sweet. So already we were like like sitting next to each other, cuddled on the couch, like jumping into this Christmas movie. And it totally got us in the mood for the holidays. Yeah. I think that's another great thing about Hallmark is the demographic is so wide. Like people of all ages love to watch them because you can kind of relate to them on all these different levels. Well, it's just so nice to know that you can watch something on your laptop and Florence can like snuggle up next to you and you're not worried about like, oh no, what's coming up next? Yeah. You know, it's going to be fine for her to watch. Yeah. Usually it's the opposite. Yeah. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Tanner and I were watching it, you as well. I mean, obviously we love you. You're our friend and it was so fun to watch, but um, it, we really felt like, oh, the holidays are, are starting. It just put, instantly put us in the mood. So I see why they start their movies, you know, around November because it gets you right into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So this year is actually the 10th anniversary of the countdown to Christmas and it starts on October 25th. Oh, wow. It starts before Halloween. So how do you personally feel about this? Are you allowed to say whether you are pro, like, playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving or not? <laughs> Am I allowed Is to that say? Is part of your <laughs> contract? Actually not. <laughs> no, of course I can say. I will definitely wait till after Halloween at the very <laughs> least. Um, but usually, I mean, especially being here in LA, I'll wait till after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because Canadian Thanksgiving was actually just last week. Mm -hmm. So that's way too early to consider. But yeah, after American Thanksgiving, I think December 1st, I'm kind of like beginning of December, game on. And you're from Whistler. So you're Mm -hmm. used to the cold weather, you know, the snow. How do you feel about being in LA during the holidays when it's, you know, 80 degrees outside or something like that? Yeah, like specifically Christmas. I... I mean, I'm lucky. I go home for Christmas, mm. so I still get my fix. Uh, and I don't mind. I love the sunshine. I love being in LA. So I don't mind being here beginning of December and it being nice. I'm totally cool with that. If I was here over the actual holiday, I think it would be weird for me. Yeah, because Candace has a thing about being in LA during the holiday as well. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Florida, so I didn't grow up with any snow. And then once I met my husband, he was in Denver and um, and his whole family's in Denver. His daughters were in Denver at the time. And so that's where we started having Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time having like a snowy Christmas. And uh, we did that six years in a row. And then we tried one LA <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> And we opened the presents and we were like, well, what do we do now? It's like, should we put on a bathing suit and get grabbed the suntan oil? Like it just, it just was not our thing. It kind of like was a Oh, so you kill. adapted to the snow and I now you're like. adapted to the snow. I can't do okay. it. Because we had all these traditions that were built into yeah. the snow. My husband and I would always go on a walk mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, just him and I, like in the snowy park across the street. We would always uh the night before we had a pool in denver and we'd like go jump in the pool because we like heat it up quick for christmas eve and like throw snow in the pool and jump in it um 
we like there were just things we'd go do I know you can go see the nutcracker here but it's different when you're in the cold and you're drinking hot cocoa when you actually need it because it's cold outside and and so being in LA kind of like took all these traditions especially as a blended family you I, I think you work hard to kind of find what your new like what your traditions are and we'd luckily done a really good job of that organically. And, um, and so it just immediately kind of like stripped those away. And so now we go back to Colorado every year. I mean, I'm from LA, right. And Long Beach specifically. And we, I've genuinely opened gifts and put a swimsuit on and gone in a pool <laughs> afterwards. I really I have, imagine. but it's not, it's not ideal. It's not fun. I love going home to my parents' house and they do their best. My mom is so cozy and just misses hospitality, fire in the fireplace, everything, but it's still 75 degrees outside and nothing changes that. Now, my husband from Saskatchewan, Canada, <laughs> the exact opposite, we have to wear face masks sometimes when we go outside. <laughs> it's so cold. So I go from one extreme to the other and we alternate years. So I get like a hot Christmas and then I get a really, really cold Christmas. Where you get frostbite <laughs> if you try to like go outside. Legitimately. Right? It's it's That's extreme because that's, yeah, like that's almost to the point where you're not going outside. So well, it's you hard to don't. enjoy those activities in the snow and like take advantage of the snow when it's so cold. Yeah. Merritt, where did you guys film uh, this movie? We actually filmed this in Vancouver. Oh. So, yeah, so close to where I grew up. I mean, I did live in Vancouver on and off for years, so it feels like home to me. Was it cold at all? Uh, no. it usually when do you guys film <laughs> yeah, the holiday movies? They film these all year round, uh, and we shot this in the spring. So it wasn't super hot, but it was still warm. Like, I remember I watched back some of the scenes, and I remember, like, do I really have to wear a jacket? And mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's December. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Now, does Bear have a stocking? Are you a stocking person? I have a stocking at home that my grandmother knit. For Bear? No, no, for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, my grandmother knit my sister and I stockings when we were little, and she actually passed away, so they're even more special Mm. now. Um, So those are great at home. They're really large, and they're hand-knit, and they're different Disney character. So I think mine is Snow White and there's like the seven dwarves around a Christmas tree on the stocking. Oh, it's so intricate. Yeah. And then my sister's, oh, I don't remember. Obviously I'm paying really close attention. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My sister has one too. That's very similar, but different characters. Wow. Yeah. So, but here in LA, I don't usually set up anything. Which is similar to your character as well in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Last year, my boyfriend was giving me, was, was like, you can say a lot of shit. It's fine. You can cuss on this podcast. (laughs) Can we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was giving me shit because he was like, this is so unfestive. And we both go home for Christmas separately because both of us want to be with our families. And he's actually in Florida. So he does a warm Christmas, which just is crazy to me. Um, But maybe this year we'll get more into it. We moved. So now we're in like a bigger place and Maybe we'll get a tree and stockings and stuff. Bear, Bear does you. have one though. I'm going to make you get a tree. You have to get a tree. It's <laughs> I all know. part of it. I know, but here, like at home, we go out and chop the tree down mm. and we like walk through the snow. We put on our snow suits and it's like a big family event and it's really fun. And it's like here you drive to Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, or you can go to Home Depot. They have really good deals. Exactly. <laughs> or the that's, Christmas tree that's, lot. That's in what Burbank I mean. That <laughs> go, tra- goes from pumpkins to Christmas trees overnight. It does. Yeah. I mean, that like it just kind of loses the. Wait. So magical, I have questions about this the chopping magic. the tree yeah. down because all yes. I know about the chopping the tree is the 
is Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation <laughs> right. movie. Which I think is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Right? Is it? Do we agree? Oh, oh hands down. Can no. quote the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> it's my family's tradition to watch it on Thanksgiving Eve. Okay. Like the, okay. Or the night of Thanksgiving. Would that That's be Thanksgiving yeah, Eve? Yeah, sure. Or that? Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but so, so do, is there like a specific lot of trees you're just in the wilderness, like yeah. Bear Grylls style. Yeah, totally. So in Whistler, I, I would assume like for most of BC, I actually, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not an expert on this, but you can uh, cut down any trees that are under power lines. Right? So, okay. Because that makes sense. That's a law. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I don't know if you can really actually go out and like cut down any tree you want. That's oh. what I was wondering. But that's yeah. like the... Ooh. Um, but yeah, under power lines. So... I mean, in Whistler, there's um, there's lots of areas. I mean, there's like miles and miles and miles of land under power lines. So you just like drive to a nearby area and park the car and then like get into the snow. You now, guys do you are bring- Chevy Chase Christmas vacation. <laughs> wow. Now, do you bring an axe? Do yeah. you bring like a giant saw? Is this like a like a back and forth sawing thing or is this just everyone? Yeah, yeah. Saw. Generally saw. I mean... Do you yell timber at any moment? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's a saw. My, I mean, my dad's normally in charge. I feel like I've done it one year and we had a saw. He might bring a chainsaw, but mm. I'm not going to try to operate one of those. And then how do you, do you like figure out the measurements? Like, or do you just go for a tree? You're like, this seems like sizable. Or are you like actually like, okay, this is a six footer. Here's your like average, like five and a half footer over here. Yeah. You know what? It's actually funny. So it's usually in the same spot. So, and my dad is really good at building things. He's a carpenter, basically. He doesn't do it as a job, but he's built our house. He built our cabin. Like he's very hands-on. Um, so he's very aware of measurements and like all of that just naturally. Uh, and he, he'll, he's the one that chops it down. So he will make it the right height generally. And then it has to dry out. So we like put it in the basement basically until it, until it dries out. And sometimes he'll actually... I'm giving away a secret. That's okay. (laughs) By the way, we're never going to chop a tree down. I'm just going to tell you. So I will not steal this secret. Our listeners might. (laughs) So sometimes if you can't find like a really plump tree, he will drill holes into the, like the base, the trunk of the tree and then get branches and stick them into those holes so that the tree looks fuller. Like some fillers. Wait, that makes so much sense. That's a great idea. I know. That That's is a such a idea. good tip. Yeah. Kayla loves the tips and tricks. There I you do go. love the tips this and tricks. This is holiday tip and trick number one from Merritt. <laughs> Next time you're in uh, Saskatchewan, you can try it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I know. Or in California, probably. How, many, try maybe. It. How many Hallmark uh, Christmas movies have you done? I have done Christmas specifically. I have done three, I think. Yeah. I counted last night. Three? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've done one holiday one. So oh. it's not technically Christmas, but it's still like around that time of year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Are, are there any seasons? traditions that you've adopted from like, we're like, oh, this is actually a cute idea to bring into my, my real life. life. <laughs> or like I've like learned a cookie recipe or. Um, a few of the Christmas ones I've shot have been um, like about kings and princes and have been in like fictional towns. And those are a little less relatable as far as like things they do because usually they're in like a palace and it's like really grand and they're having balls and you mean you're not a real life princess no dang it <laughs> I wish. too bad um but yeah this one I mean there was a lot of cookie making in this one mm-hmm. I'm not much of a cook or 
or baker or baker yeah but you did take up the photography from it which is that's cool. true so i feel like yeah. that's true it does influence you yeah on absolutely some level, which absolutely. is great and i did eat a lot of the cookies oh there you go that's a, yeah that's <laughs> the most important part um i want to know candace because you were talking about your blended family traditions do you what are what are those because i feel like that would be a huge part of making christmas is making your new traditions um the first year i kind of like tested a bunch of things um the First year was kind of just the first year that Joe and I were together. Um, I kind of watched to see what he was going to do. So I kind of just kind of st- took a step back to see what their initial traditions were. And, and I knew that like we kind of ran out and got a bunch of like random Christmas ornaments at Home Depot because we wanted to fill the tree more and we were in an apartment at the time. So I just kind of like saw what they did and, mm-hmm. and stockings were the big thing. I've never had a stocking. Never ever? In my life. No. We had them. We didn't put anything in them. Or if you did, it wasn't like wrapped. I did not Carolyn Akala. I need to have a word with you. Well, until you're the adult in this situation. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you got to wrap everything that goes in the stock. The stocking is my enemy. Like, I'm sorry. They're beautiful on a mantle place. I get it. But oh my gosh, every time I get to like the wrapping part of Christmas, wrapping the <laughs> Wait, things that go into a stocking. You don't have to wrap what goes in the stocking. We do the in our house. We do in our house is, too. You guys, way too much work. No. Just, I love it. You get just, like 10 tiny presents. Well, yes, but you just take them out of the stocking. The stocking <laughs> itself is supposed to be the packaging. <laughs> well, this and is part also of the, you save paper. <laughs> this is part of I'm the tradition that. That, that I like adopted from their traditions okay. as a family okay. was you have to wrap the things that go into a stocking like the tiny lip glosses everything yeah okay that's insane the tiny <laughs> tiny lip gloss no wonder you hate wrapping this is why i hate wrapping so then the next year um we we would have been hoping that we'd be moving into our house we were still in the apartment so i thought like a fun thing to do would be to do a christmas morning scavenger hunt oh i test love that, that out so uh, they all like followed things around where they'd like find a letter and it'd be like from Santa saying, you know, go find like this drawer. And then you open the drawer and there's Santa hats go here. And then there's like hot cocoa mugs. And it just led you to like downstairs. And it led us all the way to our new house where we'd set up a second Christmas tree in all of our presents. <gasps> I have goosebumps. I just got, me too. I have full goosebumps. That's amazing. Did oh. they like it? So they really liked that. Yeah, they did. It, um, so that was really fun. That's so And then sweet. by the time we were in our house, um, our traditions became, um, my grandma always sends a bunch of Kringla, which is this Norwegian cookies. So we'd always do that, eat that. Uh, we always jumped in our pool when it was freezing outside to do like... <laughs> polar swim. Yeah, polar swim. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are really into Polaroids. So instead of just decorating our tree with ornaments, we also decorate our tree with Polaroids that I we take that. for the whole uh, month of December. We were on her their tree last year and we felt very honored. Yeah. <laughs> We made the Christmas tree. That's well, yeah, so you guys were like cute. I think we had like your baby. Oh no, you. We had just told you, you just we were told, we were so having we had, a baby. Uh, you guys holding your belly, and then you both wore these uh, pajamas with little bears on the butt. So we had your baby bump, and then your butts. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Our cute. butts were on our tree. Yeah, cute. I'm curious, Kay. Do you have any um, traditions this year you're really excited to to start with Poppy? Well, that's why I'm asking because it is our first year with her. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering what do we want to start? We got this really cool handmade. Um, advent calendar and it's all made out of wood Love and it's uh, it's it's stunning and um, so each little you know every day she'll open
open it, obviously she's going to be <laughs> four She'll months old. He's like, <laughs> so she won't. We might not implement that this year, but I love the idea of that because it makes every day in December so exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, I have like the elf on the shelf idea because I think that really helps a kid start to develop the idea that, oh, I want to be good so that I can be rewarded. And it does help them understand the difference between naughty and nice and all that good stuff. So probably that. And just, I, I love to bake and I'm a big baker. So you like gotta teach thousands me. of recipes come over because I just, <laughs> I love it. I'm like a huge, I, in the kitchen is where my heart is during the holidays for sure. So we started Elf on the Shelf I was going to ask year. you actually. We did. And I thought it was cute. Like I even ordered extra like elf on the shelf props like oh he's got a rubber ducky because he's taking they a have bath props? oh yeah it's a whole world <laughs> just go on pinterest and you're like wow it's almost like a barbie it's i mean the time that people have um <laughs> so i just thought like you know we'll stick it on a shelf and then it just moves you have to move it every night yeah mm-hmm. or the child thinks it's been bad so oh. it's a whole thing. But I was like prepared for that. And then my husband thinks he's going to get so creative. So I'm like, hey, Joe, will you like take over Elf on the Shelf tonight? And he was like, yeah. So I come downstairs yes. and he has made a paper airplane, gotten like fishing string to hang it from the ceiling. So the Elf is flying through the air. That's incredible. And it's very incredible. But can she see it? She's so small. So she has to find it. So then it's like <laughs> flying in the air. And I'm like, that's what you're putting me up against? Like, I just moved it from, like, the counter to, like, the other counter. (laughs) And you have them freaking flying everywhere. So we... So... It's very cute. She thinks it's the coolest thing in the whole world. Like Joe wins. And then she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that, but I know that. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like I'm busy the next night and I get home and wake up and I'm like, you didn't move the elf. And he's like, I didn't know that was the point. He's flying. It's cool. Like he's just going to keep flying. And I was like, no, you don't get it. And he's like, we'll get it down eventually. You have to get the ladder out. And I was like, you need to get that ladder out right now. Right now. Before she sees. Because she sees it and she was just like. I didn't realize that if it doesn't move, it means you were bad. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of intense because if you forget, like. Yes. So if you basically you um, the elf goes back to Santa to report how um, everyone at the house has been that day. Yes. And then comes back and is in a new spot. But if you're not being good, he won't go back to, and talk to Santa and report the good news. So then the elf just stays in the same place. So it's really a lot of pressure, guys. Yeah, so it is a lot of pressure. That does well, sound like a lot welcome of Welcome to the new tradition <laughs> of elves. The, the idea of it sounds amazing. So I don't, and, and I think those are two um, traditions that I want to start, but mm-hmm. I think we'll see too, because I want to see it just, I think I'm more aware of it now too. So to our listeners, if you guys have any fun holiday traditions, let us know. I want to know. I want to start like implementing some of them. And to our listeners, I hope you're not shocked by this next thing that I'm going to say. <laughs> um, And if you are, then you're probably too young to listen to this. Uh, But we know that Santa, you know, it falls on our responsibility as adults. Yes. But do you remember as a kid learning for the first time that Santa was not real? A thousand percent. I don't remember. Really? I don't remember like the moment when I learned. No. Oh, my God. Okay, I do. I my parents threw a Christmas party every year, and we would Christmas carol around the neighborhood. See, we really tried hard here in LA to make it seem Christmassy, <laughs> um, and Santa would come every year. Well, I guess my parents had the big Santa bag, and p- parents would drop off gifts for their kids at the part that would be opened at the party. 
So I walked into the shower and found Santa's bag and it was devastating. I opened it and I saw gifts from everyone. And then I went to my mom and said, mom, why is Santa's bag in our shower? How old were you? Um, 10 maybe. I remember being the old, I was the oldest sibling living in the house. And I kept the secret from my sister who was a, my sister's 13 months younger. And when she found out the next year, she was more upset about the fact that I knew for a full year, (laughs) the fact that Santa wasn't real. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty I tried to play it off cool. I just came home one day and I was like, Hey mom, like <laughs> Santa's not real. And she's like, Yeah, oh you know. And I was like, Mm-hmm. I wasn't asking. I knew that. I wasn't <laughs> I totally knew that and you just confirmed it. Um she's like, Great, do you want to help me put out presents this year for your little brother? And and I was like, Uh-huh, uh-huh, because I'm I'm mature and I wanna do that. Did you cry? I didn't cry. Were you I, around the same age? Do you remember how I old you were? I think I was around like nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember like putting, helping my mom put the presents out. And for a second I was like, okay, this is fun and cool. And then I came downstairs in the morning and I was like, this is the biggest letdown oh, ever. Yeah. And that's when I decided it doesn't matter. Like even for our kids, I don't care what they know, how old they are until they have their own kids. Like they are not allowed to help put presents out. They have to stay in their rooms because that's the best feeling is coming downstairs. Like if you celebrate Christmas, like coming downstairs and seeing all those presents under the tree. Mm-hmm. My mom still will put from Santa on things yes. and yes. from and we always get presents from like our animals. So oh. like from there and like <laughs> oh. from, like it's really sweet. They still yeah, my parents still do that, which I always loved. That is really it's okay. Funny, so I that's really, a good one to, for me to take note of. Yeah, it's funny. I really don't remember though. My sister's three years younger than me, so I'm sure I knew for a number of years before she found out. I'm gonna guess and say I probably found out at school, and yeah. kind of like you was like, "Is he? Is it not?" And then my mom was probably like, "Yeah." My dad has bought a Santa suit this year because my sister's little girl is two now, and for Poppy and for all the kids that are going to come, and he is so excited that he's going to play <laughs> Santa, and he's like working on his Santa laugh and everything. I mean, he is like you could not give him something more. All just he's all consumed by it. It's really cute. That's amazing. Actually, I have a great little story. Um, I wasn't there for it. Most of my extended family lives in Ontario. Both my parents are from there. Um, So my grandparents and my cousins and everyone lives on the East Coast of Canada. And I guess one year when my cousins were quite young and they're older than me, so they're like in their 30s now, um, they're probably six and, you know, eight And my papa dressed up as Santa Claus and had like a bag on his back and was in the backyard. And they were like, look, who's that? And like Santa was like running through the yard and the kids were so excited. But my cousin Tyler as a kid was like very much a boy and like to like dig and be in the dirt and like trucks. And he used to dig all these holes in their backyard. (laughs) So they're like watching my papa like sneak through the backyard and they're like, this is so magical. And then he just disappears. Oh no. Like didn't trip, just like actually fell in a hole. I mean, yeah, I think it went like at least up to his knee. Like he used to dig like really deep holes. Wow. And so yeah, he completely fell. Santa down. Santa down. <laughs> I didn't think it, I don't think it ruined it for them, but pretty funny. Um, one thing I do like about living in LA during the holiday season is we had a holiday party last year and I thought it'd be fun to have like hire a Santa Claus to come to the party. 
There are a plethora <laughs> of Santa Clauses here and the resumes on these guys. Wow. I mean, we ended up going with the the um, same Santa that's on Ellen DeGeneres. That oh, was wow. part of it. He was such he a good was Santa. such a great Santa. But it is funny to like start going through like all the Santa resumes, like the things that like, you know, some like like cookie scented perfume they'll spray into their beer. It's like a whole wow. world of Santas. Yeah. I actually thought that the Santa in this movie was great. He's only in like two scenes. It's very quick or one scene. Um, but he very much looked like Santa in real life. And his voice was like so low. He sounded like he smoked three packs of cigarettes <laughs> a day. He was like, hey, little kid. But it actually was great. I thought he was so good. I was going to ask you, does Hallmark have like a designated Santa that they use for all their movies? No, no. Different I'm ones. sure they have a designated Santa for their events because they're mm. always doing like holiday events and they do like a winter TCA and um I'm sure there's a designated Santa for that, but no, I mean, they do so many films and they're all over the place, but he, I thought he was good. What I love about Hallmark is literally they have 36 holiday movies coming out. Is yeah. that how many? Christmas. Yes. And then Christmas. it's holiday. Oh yeah. Christmas movies and then holiday yeah, movies. Yeah. That's why they start in October. Yeah. Cause it's one every week. Yeah. Wow. So you really can just like settle in. And also <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, the world can be a stressful place. And so it is nice to be able to just kind of like last night it had been it'd been a really long day yesterday. And I will say last night, just cuddling up with my three and a half year old and watching like this really like sweet Christmas story and like a couple falling in love and like the snow and the hot cocoa. It was like calming to the brain mm-hmm. in a way that I really needed. Well, this is what you need to do. You need to put this on when you wrap because yeah, you when I wrap your wraps. Yeah. <laughs> this will calm you. Um, it was really sweet. Like, the, you know, it's this beautiful, happy ending, like not to, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but um, my <laughs> my daughter and I were watching it and uh, and it ended and, and she went, oh, and I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And she's like, he didn't get a present. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, he he's happy, babe. Like, no, he, he wanted a family. He got a family. And that that's what he present. wanted for Christmas. That's the present. And she was like, no, he wanted a present. <laughs> and I was like, no, he wanted a family. And she's like, he definitely wanted a present. And I was like, you don't understand Hallmark movies. <laughs> If you just keep watching them every week, I mean, eventually. So hopefully the more that we start watching them, she'll get like, oh, yeah, that is the importance Mm. of of the holiday season. Family. (laughs) This one was so good. And I just I think you're right. It just makes everyone so happy. So Merit, where can everyone watch this movie? Because now that we've talked about it, you know, they're going to turn it on. Hopefully when they're wrapping. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Yeah. So it it premieres on Hallmark Channel November 9th at 9, 8 Central. And I'm sure they'll be replaying it all Christmas long. Oh, yeah. So, I can't wait. Yeah. And your other Christmas movies, too, they'll probably replay. Do they yeah, do that? Yeah, you know, they they replay them often. Awesome. Yeah. And can't sometimes wait. they'll put them all together for different actors. So my boyfriend's mom's a huge Hallmark fan, and she watches it often. And she'll be like, Sunday is your marathon. And they're like, they play, like, <gasps> all three of your Christmas movies. And That's so amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll be, like, lumped together at some point. There you go. But your newest movie is called Picture a Perfect Christmas. And for all of our listeners, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, So mainly I use Instagram and it's Merit underscore Patterson spelt P-A-T-T-R-S-N. I do have Twitter and I believe it's the same 
name. Perfect. My name. Perfect. <laughs> Spelt the same way, but I don't use it as much. We'll have the links in the bio too. Okay. And great. then before you take off, what is a nice piece of advice you'd love to give everyone about getting through the holiday season or just something to remind themselves or to remember? Yeah. I, you know what? I actually think the holiday season's really hard for a lot of people. It's like stressful and there's travel and there's a lot of like expectations. So I think just to kind of find moments for yourself to like reset, breathe, and kind of take in the moments and try to enjoy them as they come because it can be really overwhelming. That's and, such and book advice. your travel ahead of time, <laughs> which yes. is really hard for me to do, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Smart. I, I love that. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah, to join thanks us. for having me. We love having you. Well, that was really fun. I loved hearing all the behind the scenes cheer with Merit. And now we're on to Hannah Scavarla with The Little Market right after the break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, 
and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we are here with Hannah Scavarla from The Little Market. We are so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us about the very beginning. What the idea sparked when you and Lauren were in school together, correct? Well, so Lauren and I met at FITM and then reconnected later and realized, you know, we both had so many shared passions, including traveling. And um, we really both wanted to find a way to help women. Um, But we didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, and so we ended up traveling together and on those trips, we started finding these beautiful handmade things. We'd buy them for ourselves, buy them for friends. And we'd think, God, if only there was a way for us to actually bring these items on a regular basis to our friends and to a larger community, um, then these women could break the cycle of poverty, have a sustainable income and really change the future. Um, cause one of the things we've learned over and over again is across the world when women have access to their own income, that's when they make changes for their family. That's when they decide to buy healthier food. So preventable diseases are less common. Um, Children go to school. In many households, they have to choose between the son or the daughter. But when moms have the income, they send both. Um, They, you know, they, they make sure girls are educated. Um, And so it's, this is very, um, it's a part of a much bigger thing when women have access to income. Where were you guys traveling? I mean, this seems much more evolved than like we were, you know, than my like trips with my girlfriends. I'm like, oh, guys, where are we getting the next cocktail? Let's no. like keep on a schedule. No, there's very much that too. So okay. we, one of our first trips was to Bali. Um, so cocktails were very much a part of that trip, <laughs> but Bali's also famous for like incredible marketplaces and beautiful handmade goods. So it's usually a mix of the two things. Um, we later went on a trip to El Salvador where we were thought we were going to a surf yoga retreat. We got there and the yoga re- instructor was out of town and only, <laughs> and the only, did he leave like a sign on the door? No. Oh, they just said, Oh, sorry, she's not here this week. And we were like, okay, we're in the middle of nowhere. Do so, you guys surf? No, so, no, <laughs> we don't. We don't. I, well, I do now, but at the time neither of us did. So essentially we were there for, I think it was like a five day trip in El Salvador um, and at the time it had already heard of a couple of nonprofit stores that existed, um, but they didn't have the design element that I knew Lauren had, and they didn't have the curation skills that she had. So I kind of started showing her stuff and I was like, I think we could do this, but better. And it might bring together all of the things we want to be able to do. You know, we both love design shopping, um, but this is just such a unique way to empower women And rather than creating another charity where you're asking people for donations, people are already shopping. So if you can give them an opportunity to buy things they'd already want to buy, but these ones make a difference, 
then it's a win-win. I mean, when I go onto the Little Market website, I'm always so in awe of how perfectly curated it is. I mean, it's it's just so beautiful. It makes shopping fun and it makes it easy. Well, thank you. Do you feel like consumers nowadays too want to know that they're they're participating in a cause bigger than themselves? Like even something like the Kind Bar, like people, a lot of Absolutely. people like that's been, there's a lot of companies that are moving in that direction. I think now more than ever, consumers understand how much power they have with their purchase. Um, and one of the things we reference is I really believe that with every dollar you spend, you're casting a vote. You know, if there's a company that you don't believe in, if you start, if everyone decides to start shopping, stop shopping with them, that company is no longer going to be successful and vice versa. You know, if there's a cause everybody cares about, or if people decide to only shop in a way that gives back, or, you know, it was sustainably made, or, you know, they're putting the environment first, then that's really how the world's going to change. What's been your favorite product or was there a first product that you saw that really made you guys say, okay, this is what, this is going to get the ball rolling. One of the first products we launched with, and it's still a top seller today and we haven't changed it is our glassware. Um, it's really beautiful. Each piece is hand blown from recycled glassware. So there's the eco-friendly component and then each one's hand etched and they're hand etched at an artisan co-op where they employ people with physical disabilities. Um, so a lot of the items in our marketplace have multiple causes behind them and that's one of them. But the glassware is something Lauren and I both have in our homes. We love it. Um, it's really heavy, really durable and really beautiful. And you know, normally you would think something that um, would, something like that would cost a lot. And the truth is it really is well-priced for what you're doing. Well, so that there's all these things that I've had in my head since the beginning we started. Um, one of them back to the design aesthetic was from the beginning, Lauren said, we'll never compromise design. We're not going to put a product on there and have and encourage people to buy it just because of the story. We want them to be equally strong. We don't want these to be products people would want to have in their home. And the fact that there's a do good piece, that's the cherry on top. And you guys, I'm sure you want it to, you want to sell something that you guys would also buy yes. at the end of the day as well. No, ex that's, there's a lot of different thresholds we use, but yeah, that's, you know, would we have this in our home? Would we gift it? Um, and then I'm already forgetting my glassware question you asked. Oh, price point. So that's been an interesting thing for us because fair wage means that oftentimes products cost more because we're making sure that the people who made them are getting paid what they deserve and that they're using sustainable practices and sustainable materials. So none of our margins are the same, but we make sure that the product, the way we price things, they feel fair within the marketplace and feel reasonable. Um, we never wanted this to be something that only extremely wealthy people could shop at. We wanted to have accessible price points um, so that everyone could feel like there was something on the site for them. I like for the holidays how you've done a really great job of splitting up of like under $25 or around that $100 mark so you can really shop uh, efficiently because <laughs> everyone's in like the craziness, especially how everything is shifted to online sales. And I know you guys have a shop here in Los Angeles, um, but what has been kind of the most interesting thing you've seen having a, a shop online and kind of how you've watched your consumers grow over the years? What have they really kind of leaned in more towards? Um, well, since you mentioned holidays and gifts, gift boxes has been a great thing for us. Um, the gift box itself is actually something we ended up developing because when we started doing gift boxes, we realized there wasn't a sustainable option. Um, mm -hmm. 
and so much of gifting gets thrown up all of their, you know, packaging. It's so true. You put ribbon and wrapping paper in boxes and then it just gets thrown out. Yeah. We have those like giant, like the, the, <laughs> the industrial signs. We're like, happy holidays, kids. Now get out of the living room because we're going to bulldoze this place down and clean it up. It's yeah. true though. How much waste, how wasteful that I know. I be. wish I had the statistic, but the number of tons that and, and end up in a landfill every year is crazy because of, you know, because we love gift wrap. Um, so we actually found an artisan group in India that takes recycled garment waste, repurposes it and makes it, it into these paper boxes. So you'll see they're softer than normal and have a different texture, but it's because it's actually fabric. So it's instead of it going right into a landfill, it's now a gift box. We did really specific sizes, hoping that people could then reuse them for organizing in their home. And now people that are listening now that want to order those um, gift boxes, how long does it take to arrive at your doorstep? We ship, I mean, it leaves our warehouse same day. So it should be just like anything else, two to three days. Fantastic. Um, so, so we developed the gift box as an individual product. So if you just want the wrapping, you can buy just the box or if you just want it for storage. But then one of the things we've been expanding on is curated gift sets. So we try to have something for everybody. So if you know, oh, I need something for my teacher or my friend or my boss, we already have a million options to, to hopefully help do the work for you. It sounds like you guys have set a really beautiful bar of like how you want this company to run. Are there every time where you just like even that box, like hearing about the paper being recycled into the box? Like, do you feel like at a certain point you become problem solvers? Like, okay, we want to have this incredible gift and we want to work with this company, but we want to make sure, yeah, their wages are fair. And like, what is something that completely has come out of left field that you never thought you would have to really have a big meeting about while starting a business? Oh my gosh, honestly, everything. Every, because we, I didn't have any experience in this and there wasn't there. It's so interesting, but there's really no roadmap for how to, how to start a business. And we did start as a business and, but then we ended up changing to be a nonprofit. That was always the intention, but it's a lot more work to start a nonprofit than a business. So maybe even just that, I mean, that whole process is, it takes about a year. It's, it's a big deal. Um, just doing all of the paperwork. And now as a nonprofit, we're held to higher standards than businesses are. That's so that's insane. So that's been a really interesting journey. Wow. So all the money when someone purchases a gift from the little market, that money specifically goes to the artisan that created it essentially. So, so basically part of our commitment to fair trade is we pay for everything up front. So other companies might have a warehouse full of stuff, but it might be on consignment. And so the person who made it or the brand who made it might not get paid until that product sells. But for us, every single item on the site in our store, in our warehouse has already been paid for. And oftentimes we even pay upfront or a 50% deposit or whatever the artisans need. It really is case by case for the products. So in even just that alone separates us from normal businesses. Yeah. Um, so as soon as you buy the product, then we order more. Um, and we work with the artisans to set their wages. So we say, how much time did this spend? How much did you spend on childcare? How much did you spend on transportation? How much did it cost for the materials? So even for example, something like our hand stuffed animals, when we were first working with that artisan group, each woman was buying only as much yarn as they could afford. So kind of back into that was coming out of their own pocket, Yeah, their Mm -hmm. own pocket. So we said, no, 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 let's do this differently because otherwise like per stuffed animal, they're driving sometimes three, five hours to go buy yarn. You know, we said, let's give you money up front. You can buy the yarn at bulk. It'll be cheaper. It'll be our costs and no burden on you. 
Who finds the companies that you guys work directly with? So each one's different. We have an artisan application on our website. Um, we get referrals through social media. Um, when Lauren and I were traveling, which has slowed down just because babies will do that for you, <laughs> um, we would find groups sometimes on the ground because word of mouth is so important. But we have a lot of um, friendships and relationships with other human rights nonprofits. And so we'll ask them for referrals. Um, but then on top of that, we have this big artisan application to make sure everyone is exactly who they say they are. So are they paying what they're saying they're paying? Um, are they investing in women? Is there a give back component even internally within them? We really look for partners that are helping people in marginalized communities. So for example, um, formerly homeless women right here in downtown LA to also homeboy that's also in downtown LA that works with um, men and women who were formerly incarcerated or former gang members. Um, we have a couple different artisans that work with women who were previously trafficked, women who've survived domestic violence. Um, the list goes on. I think it's about 12 different groups that we really focus on. So as you can imagine with those groups, sometimes the product's not ready to go at all. You know, sometimes it takes years to get the product right, or sometimes we'll learn about a social enterprise. For example, this group in Chicago called Bright Endeavors, they work with um, teen moms who have experienced all kinds of challenges, including domestic violence and homelessness. And they have a this um, social enterprise where they also do skill training therapy, really help to change these women's lives. And they were about to stop making soaking salts and they already make candles, but we've had a great candle group forever. So literally in our kitchen, we came up with recipes for soaking salts ordering salts from different vendors, finding fragrances, finding herbs. I mean, it ended up, it, it's a lot of work and it's like a whole trial and error thing. We came up with all of the packaging, found the jar, found the lid, decided what the labels would look like. And now to this day, we actually order all of those materials from all the different vendors I just mentioned and ship them to Chicago so that that group doesn't have to keep track of that inventory. Wow. So that's how, um, that's an example of like how- Hands-on the whole experience yeah. is. So some of it's ready to go, but other times we're really developing a completely new product. You mentioned the candles. I love the candles so much. How many different flavors you guys have and, and the fact that you can get it personalized. For me, I know we're doing a gift guide thing. That is something that I am so excited to give this year because it's personalized and it's something you can, you know, also give back while giving, which is the key to the little market. We, yeah, we love candles. That was one of our first products, but that one's changed a lot too. Everything from, again, like we picked each fragrance when Lauren and I first were starting the candles. We um, bought, it was something like 30, or I'm sorry, 300 bottles of fragrance. And the interesting thing about- How many coffee beans were you sniffing in between? We, we were, I can't even take a Sephora store. I'm like, oh. yeah. No, we were sick and we destroyed my parents' house yeah. for months. I mean, it was- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mom and dad. It was like, no, we, I mean, there was wax on the floor. It looked crazy in there. I was like, oh, it's, it's all for a good cause. Don't worry about it. Um, but candles, it's actually really interesting. So if you just smell the fragrance oil in the bottle, it smells different than when it's um, combined with the wax. There's like a hot throw and a cold throw. So you actually pour each one and when it's hot and, you know, cause the wax is hot, you can kind of get a sense of it, but then you actually need it to then dry. So you get the cold throw, which is what you smell in the store before you buy it. So there are, a, so it's actually, I guess, three different smells, just the fragrance itself, what it's going to smell like lit and what it smells like on the shelf. I mean, have you ever thought, did you ever think you'd know this much about candles? No, <laughs> no but there's so many different things like that. It, yeah. It sounds like you've also made a lot of really personal relationships with these artisans and these vendors that you've worked with. Is there one that sticks out in your mind? Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, for, and in general, it's really important to us that these really truly are partnerships and, you know, 
that we want to be working with each of these groups as long as they want to be working with us and as long as we can help them. Um, I think the most, I think the thing that sticks with me the most is a trip we took to Guatemala where women were just making friendship bracelets um, and a translator, because unfortunately my Spanish isn't where it should be, mm-hmm. explained to us that through the sales of something as simple as a friendship bracelet, these women's lives had changed. Um, specifically, domestic wow. violence in their homes had gone down. They started getting more respect within the community. In the past, they used to have to ask their husband if they could leave their house to go to town to buy new materials. Now, because they were uh, contributing so much to the family household, they had more. They had more. Um, they were able to do more without asking permission, which is a crazy concept. Um, and again, like we talked about, the the girls were going to school. So we met a bunch of girls who they were the first in their generation where their parents were able to send them to school after sixth grade. Wow. Um, so those are the things that like are always in the backs of our heads. Um, but even with the candles, each of the candles is hand poured by women who have been resettled here, all refugee women. And some of those women, since we've been working together, have now become U.S. citizens and we always get a photo and it's... Well, since this is our like our happy holiday episode, we wanted to go through kind of like a little fun gift guide. What are some of your favorite little market gifts for this holiday season? I think back to what Kayla was saying. So one of the fun things we've developed are our candles and you can, you can do a completely custom label. So if you have like a cute name, you call your significant other. Directionally challenged. (laughs) There you go. You want to put that on a candle? Put that there. Um, Or we have suggestions. So even like you can do a fill in the blank for a new baby or a housewarming, or you can do happy holidays, love. Kayla, you know, you can really do whatever you want. So that's a great gift because I think everybody, especially around holidays, loves a candle. And when you get to personalize it, it seems that it's that much more thoughtful. You also have really great holiday scents that evergreen. I mean, everything is so wonderful. What other scents do you have that are holiday? Well, so I really like sweet. So you'll know which ones are mine. So mine are like sugar, brown sugar, whipped cream, (laughs) pie crust, pecan pie. Like the list goes on and on, but all the sweet things. And then Lauren's more of like the evergreen. So she's more pine tree, holiday spice. Trying to think about what other ones. At one point, we had one called Earth that was actually like a dirt fragrance, and Ooh. she loved that. But <laughs> so, I feel so like something I would for love everybody. <laughs> you balance it out. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we try to. I like it. And then also with the gift wrap, we started doing our own reusable tote bags that are made out of jute, which is a sustainable um, material. But so we added onto those a bunch of happy holidays. I think we have like ho, 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 fa, la, 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 la. And if you want to, you can stock up on those. So you always have kind of a gift bag on hand. Just can throw in some tissue paper or not. <laughs> That's a good idea. What are your favorite things to give during the holiday season? Um, I like cookbooks. So we have three cookbooks um, and they each, of course, have a give back component. So we have the Share Cookbook, which proceeds go to Women for Women International, a great nonprofit. The Immigrant Cookbook, um, which I think proceeds go to the ACLU. And then the Soup for Syria Cookbook, but I might not be mixing up where the proceeds go. Um, But they're all really great cookbooks and we've done gift boxes with those too. Um, so if you know someone who likes to host or likes to cook, it's kind of just an easy gift. You can pick a cookbook, pick like some serving utensils and it's pretty much guaranteed to be a success. I like the heart shape, uh, wooden serving utensils. They're really cute. Those, those have been one of our tops. So we've had those since the beginning and those always, we can never get enough of them. So now we've added on smaller heart spoons, heart (laughs) plates, heart bowls. I have a really cute hamper for Poppy's nursery that you guys, um, have that is just the cutest. And I brought it home and my husband went, Oh my gosh, where did you get that? And I was like the little market. It's so so happy. I know. I think home decor though, too, depending on who the gift is for. A lot of people don't have a hamper they love, but it's something you look at every day. So even that kind of stuff we try to make um, a beautiful option for. 
What do you guys see coming up for this next chapter? Gosh, um, well, in two weeks or in any day now, we're opening up a pop-up shop in Fashion Island in Newport Beach. So that'll be really fun. It's much, much bigger than the store we're in now. Right now in the Palisades, we're only 600 square feet. And this one um, is 1,500. So it's about three times bigger. Fashion Island is where I would get my prom dress every year and my winter formal dress. So I'm very familiar with that oh my mall. God, that makes that me so fantastic. happy. <laughs> when we walk, I grew up in Irvine. So when we did the Fashion Island tour, I was like, it was all of these different memories. <laughs> but I mean, Betsy Johnson down there oh, was everything. Everything. <laughs> that was that's all I wanted. So but. that's a big deal to open up another pop-up shop. Are you there for just the holiday season? It is. It's six weeks confirmed. And then after that, we can decide if we want to stay or not, which is really exciting. So you guys, if you're in that area, go to the pop-up shop, support Little Market. Is there any other, are there any other um, products that you guys are looking at or any other big travel plans coming up or new artisans that you're hoping to work with? Always. Um, We don't actually have any trips planned at the moment. We have like a long list of places we want to go, but we need to make sure our kids are the right age first, because for so many of them right now, the trips or the destinations are so far away um, that we're not ready to like head out for two weeks. Um, So... Yeah. So you guys, you guys, meaning you and Lauren, travel to the destination. You bring your families and no, 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 <laughs> no, we've actually never traveled. I'm like, is that true? I don't think we've ever traveled together with our kids. You and Lauren will go on these trips and you always try to go to a local market. Yeah. We try to get as much um, inspiration from the local markets as possible. We don't usually, sometimes we'll buy a couple things for ourselves, but it's interesting. Some of the feedback we sometimes get is, oh, well, I can go to a you know, this market and it's cheaper. But the interesting thing that most people don't know is that you're not usually buying it from the artisan, even if they say they are. Typically what happens is artisans are in rural villages and then someone who sells at a market says, let me buy your stuff um, and then goes and sells it. And that's who typically tourists are haggling with. But the artisans themselves, often because so, so few women have education in these communities, don't actually know what they should be charging. So they've never actually calculated what did this cost to make me? Did I have to, or what did this cost to make? Did I have to spend money on gas, childcare, materials? How many hours did this take? And that's not usually considered when setting prices. Um, so just a tet, just a random side note for you guys to know. But yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so we like to see what's there because sometimes you'll discover a new textile and you'll, you know, you've never seen it before. And then we can try to find out who's making it or go home and do the research and try to get connected to an artisan group who's making it. Um, but yeah, we really like to have as much as possible time with the artisans themselves. You know, there was actually one trip we went to where we ended up in Mexico in a really rural village. We already had the trip planned out, had this incredible artisan group, but we got there, um, and they didn't speak, um, Spanish. They spoke a local dialect. So we had to go through two translators and we realized we needed to just develop the product on the spot because trying to do that through email was going to be next to impossible. And no one from the group even had email. There was like a someone else who was helping them who did. So Lauren and I sat there with a bunch of fabrics and explained, okay, this pattern, this fabric, um, and we're able to design it right there on the spot. And I love that on your website, uh, you can read a bunch of these stories and you can click on a country and read about the different artisans and vendors from that area. And you guys have just done an incredible job. You really have. And you can shop based on country, based on fabric, based on color, based on so many different things. It's so user-friendly. It really makes the uh, holiday shopping experience enjoyable, which is a huge deal. 
Yes. No more parking lots, <laughs> no more fighting in traffic, no more like grabbing the last gift. It's just right there in front of you on your couch. And we are so excited that you guys are here to share your story. And um, where can our listeners find you? Well, you can find us at the little market or the little market.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we love everything you just said. I think for us, we really wanted to come create a place where people could buy gifts that give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for the holidays, you can know that when you shop at the little market, every purchase really is making a difference. And it's something that you're using in your home and you're bringing people together with, whether it's a beautiful candle that smells warm and delicious, or whether it's a beautiful glass that you're toasting and cheersing or a really special heart spoon. It really is just sharing joy on both ends of the gifting process, which is really incredible. So Hannah, thank you for joining us thank today. You for having We're me. so thank grateful. You. Thank, thank you, you for making our holiday shopping super easy this year. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, Candace, you are a really good gift giver. I always know you take so much pride in it. So start us off. What is your gift guide this season? Well, what's kind of embarrassing is half of my gift guide is usually is just like what I want to get myself. But that's a good thing. <laughs> that, that means you're a good gift giver. Um. Okay, I'll jump right into it. So, so one of my most favorite things we've actually we've worn them I know that you like it too is the lingua franca sweaters she's this it's this incredible company it's based out in New York and these are like hand-stitched like delicious yummy cashmere sweaters a percentage of all the purchases goes to charity so you're also like supporting a great cause and all of her sweaters have really like female empowerment like positive messages behind them. And you can also do a custom sweater. So I love that for like really special family members, or if you want to like have something like a mommy and me or send something to your grandma, that's really fun. That's so cute. Especially a personalized gift is there's just nothing better than that. 
I feel like that's like a nice theme. Like, especially we were talking about the personalized candles that you can get from Little Market. Mm -hmm. This is kind of in play with that as well. Totally. And also there's so many great companies that are not only like giving back to great organizations, but that are also really making sure that all the materials that they're using are super sustainable. Like Rothy's is a new favorite. Mm -hmm. Kayla and I are both rocking our Rothy's today. <laughs> we were both today. wearing them today and we did not plan this. No, but I actually got to see how they make them. And oh, so wow. what they do is they take recycled plastic, they like cut it all up so it's like little like shards of like thin plastic. And then that then is melted into all these little plastic beaded balls. And then that is strung into plastic threads. So that sounds insane to have shoes made out of recycled plastic, but they're so soft. You will not get a blister. You can throw them in the washing machine and they come in all these amazing colors. And guys, we are not sponsored by them. We <laughs> genuinely just really like the shoes and they're very comfortable. Yeah. Sponsor us, Rothy's. We love you. We're your <laughs> hey, number one fans. Hey, Rothy's. Shout out. We also have a, a great friend, uh, Caitlin Crosby with the Giving Keys. That is always another like wonderful organization. If you guys want to go back in our podcast history, you can actually listen to her story and how she started the Giving Keys. But it's this incredible company uh, where they hire and rehabilitate um, anyone coming from homelessness. They work at the company and help make these incredible necklaces. They help transition them out of homelessness, which is really cool. And they have necklaces now, but they also have earrings and they have bracelets and they have candles and they have all these different things. And that's such a good gift too, because the idea of the giving keys is you wear, you pick your key that says, you know, whatever you feel. So love or patience or whatever, and then you can pass it on to someone when you see that they need them. So it's such a great company. And then some of the ones that are just for fun. I yeah. always love to throw in a dry bar gift card. Ooh, that's like, good. If you've got dry bar in your area, again, we are not sponsored by any of these companies. <laughs> no. We just really love, I just really love to give these as gifts. Dry bar gift certificates. If you have friends with kids, um, we are a big KiwiCo fan in this house. What is that? It's this subscription box service where you buy it for your friend who has kids and you get to put in their age. And every month, this like incredible craft box comes in. And, um, I've actually worked with them before. And then Florence, um, our three-year-old was so obsessed with the crafts that came that now we're just like, we're in, like, we're now like, I'm, I'm all for the subscription service. It's wow. great. And they even have little baby ones that are their interactive toys with baby. Well, guess what I'm going to look into <laughs> Kiwi. I love it. So that's a really fun way to like give something going off for... of the dry bar thing too, that I just think anything that's sort of like self-care, uh, massage, you know, facial, anything like that, especially for your friends that are running around like crazy, whether they have kids or not, but they're just, you know, doing the holidays to the nines. It's nice to take a minute to just sit back, relax and rest. So those gifts are always a plus. And if you're scared that your friend's not going to use their gift card, because that happens a lot too, then the best thing you can do is how about make it like a gift for each other where you say on this time, we're meeting up together. We're going to go to this spa. We'll each get separate massages and then we'll have like a tea afterwards. I love that. And you know me too. I'm kind of like this idea of just giving the gift of experience too, of just being together. So that's a really good idea. Do you and Tanner have a special thing that you do for each other? Like a little gift that's like a thematic gift that you guys have given to each other? No, we don't. Do you guys? We have like a tradition. So we were gifted a bottle of Pappy. Well, actually, that Joe's had this bottle for before we even were together of Pappy Van Winkle. Um, and it's this really special bourbon whiskey. It's like the it's got a history. People wait out in lines for it. Like we've had the same bottle for 
longer than we've been together. Um, and so every Christmas we drink a little sip of that. And that is something that we like gift to ourselves. So it's kind of become like if you wanted to buy your significant other or like a friend, a really nice bottle where you're like, okay, we don't want to like drink this all because it's very expensive and it's good quality. You can pick like a fun date where literally every Christmas Eve, we, we drink a little bit of it. That and is toast so fun. I love that. Are there any things that you're excited to, are you going to do any like fun presents for Poppy, even though she's a baby and won't really understand them yet? Well, I was like, I'm, I'm on this quest to find her the perfect stocking because Tanner and I have matching ones and I don't want to match her perfectly. I want it to be fun and cute. And I've been to every store and I can't seem to find it yet. So I'll let you know when I do, but I, yeah, it's good. It's been really fun just to like share the holidays with her and I really want to do Elf on a Shelf, even though she can't find it yet. You can do it for you and Tanner. <laughs> Maybe I will. Just make them really, really hard. <laughs> I love that you're on the quest to find the perfect stocking. And as your friend, I just want to let you know, I will not be participating in wrapping anything that will go in that baby stocking. <laughs> Why not? That can be your Christmas gift to me. <laughs> no, we've heard enough about my wrapping. <laughs> But guys, I, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, we are like so in the holiday spirit. However, um, we totally recognize that the holidays are a freaking stressful time as well. And it's not all merry and it's not all joy and it's not all like happy snowflakes and elf on the shelf. Whoa. Now suddenly you're bitching about the holidays. Yeah. Because there's also the other side of the holidays that are stressful and it's a lot to take on. Agreed. That is why we have Jackie Schimmel on next week. And Jackie has her own podcast called The Bitch Bible. And she is on to bitch all about the holidays and everything we hate. Because let's be honest, there's a lot that we hate too. So thanks for joining us and can't wait to hang out with you guys next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.